Zeon Charging, Delta Electronics, Indian Oil, Tata Power, Exicom, Geo BB, Plug and Go, Charge Plus Zone. The EV space is picking up pace in India. And as electric cars and scooters and autos populate the roads around us, there's another key to the EV system that determines its future. Charging. The companies we just named, and many, many more in fact, are all EV charging solution providers. And it kind of seems like nowadays everyone and their mother has a charging tie-up now. The government of India predicts that by 2030, 30% of all car sales will be EVs. And so the charging frenzy makes sense. You need the literal power to fuel the infrastructure of the new age of automobiles. But it took 70 years for India to build 70,000 petrol stations. For EVs, the fuel of the future, which is electric charging stations, well, it'll need a much higher density. So what will it take to get there? Hello and welcome to Unofficial Sources, a business podcast by The Ken. I'm Anushka Chikara. And I'm Alana Banerjee, and we're your hosts. In this episode, we're taking a look at the fuel behind the EV hype. Tata Group's ambitions to set up an electric empire, GOBP's challenge to it with their charging infrastructure, and how an all-electric cab fleet operator, BlueSmart, sits at the heart of it all. Stay tuned. This episode is based on two stories recently written here at the Ken that cover the developments in the EV frenzy. So the first story is written by the Ken's Mumbai chief of bureau, Sita Ramanji, and it's titled Low Margins, High Stakes, the Tata Power Foundation to Tata Group's Electric Empire. So Olin and I called him in to spill the details. Sita, when we say that Tata Group wants to build an electric empire. Can you tell us what that empire kind of looks like? Sure, Anushka. There are actually uh, four dimensions to it, and uh, they involve different companies of the Tata Group. There is Tata Chemicals, which makes lithium-ion cells, Tata Autocomp, which assembles battery packs, then there is Tata Motors, which makes electric cars, and then finally there is Tata Power, which is supposed to build the charging infrastructure with these EVs need. So, um, you know, if you look at the group's EV ambitions, Tata Power is actually uh, quite integral. Um, Without it, the other pieces of the puzzle don't quite come together. Sita, it seems what you're saying is that charging infrastructure is the key, right? So why is it so integral for the whole Tata plan to come together? Well, all you know, uh, you can make cells, batteries and give people a bunch of EVs to choose from. But if you can't get rid of their range anxiety, all those things don't amount to much. So you have to actually show these people that charging EVs is not really a big deal. Great. So charging clearly is central. But when we say charging, it's not just plain vanilla public charging or charging at home, right? There's a whole plan around it. Yeah. When we talk of charging here, there are actually three kinds. There is home charging, there is public charging, uh, which, you know, two-wheelers and three-wheelers and four-wheelers can use. And then there is charging for fleets, you know, cab fleets and bus fleets. Okay, so let's just go into each 
parts of those, right? Let's start with the home charging. I imagine that's the most straightforward one to figure out. Like, I can buy an electric vehicle, which right now is most likely to be a Tata Motors car itself because they're, you know, leading the whole electric car uh, making in the country. And when I buy that car, Tata Power will come in and install the charger at my parking spot at home. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, As of September, Tata Power had installed uh, 5,500 chargers at homes. And it helps when you are the exclusive charging partner to Tata Motors, you know, which is the leading EV maker in the country. You know, two out of three EVs sold in the country are made by Tata Motors. And the EV space is only growing. The government expects that uh, 30% of uh, all cars sold in the country by 2030 will be EVs. So as the EV space grows and new automakers enter the market, Tata Power wants to be the one to install chargers for them. And it's not just Tata Motors. Tata Power is also installing chargers for NG Motors and could actually add more car makers to the list. So I'm actually wondering what kind of money is there to be made in this area? Does Tata profit from being an at-home charger installer? Uh, Well, I don't think it makes money right now. Uh, But, you know, according to one estimate, the company gets between 5,000 and 15,000 rupees per charger installation uh, at home. So if they're not making money here, then what's really in it for Tata Power to be the one installing chargers at home? Well, you have to uh, look at it as a group objective. Um, You know, if Tata Motors is the largest EV maker in the country, uh, it obviously needs a charging partner. You know, whenever you sell an EV, you're supposed to install a charger for the customer. So Tata Power is is in some sense helping Tata Motors, you know, uh, grow its EV sales and establish its presence in the market. Okay. So let's look at the next phase of charging, right? Which is public charging. So is it fair for me to imagine a future where charging stations for EVs are as common as a petrol pump? Or maybe a scenario where the two of them are integrated. Somebody with, um, you know, a petrol car just drives in and right next to them is an EV being charged. Well, they will be, uh, but it's not enough for uh, chargers to only be at petrol pumps. Uh, They will be at metro stations, parking Mm. spots, and malls. And people want to see these public chargers before they feel confident enough to buy an EV. It's another matter that, you know, they may not use public chargers a whole lot once they actually buy their car. Right. So there is this kind of conflict between having enough public chargers so people feel comfortable. But, you know, when people charge it, they're not really going to be doing it through those public chargers. But, you know, beyond that, how do you even figure out what the best place is to install a public charging station then? Well, if you have an electric car, most of the time you're going to be charging it at home or maybe at work. You might do a quick top up at a public charging station within the city, but that's not going to happen very often. So where public charging actually becomes very important is when you travel between cities. So basically highways. Hmm. But you can't just put a charger at any fuel pump on a highway. Tata Power says it's choosing fuel outlets that are next to food courts. That's very important. Uh, You would want to have your breakfast or lunch while your car is charging. But right now, you know, Tata Power has most of its uh, public chargers at Tata Motors dealerships and service centers, uh, which is not ideal. Uh, You know, if you look at 
you know, Tata Power's competitors in charging, you know, say Xeon charging in the south, uh, you know, what they are doing is basically putting their public chargers at hotels and restaurant chains like Adyar Andhabhavan, which you may be familiar with if you're from Tamil Nadu. Yeah, yeah. So, Sita, I'm going to ask you the same question that I did regarding at-home charging, right? Is there money here to be made for Tata? Uh, no, um, I don't think there is money to be made in the near future. Actually, public charging is not a profitable business anywhere in the world yet. Mm. And unlike home chargers, which the automaker pays for, which means that obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's included in the price of your car, Tata Power actually has to spend its own money on setting up these public chargers. So if a single charger costs, say, 10 lakhs, you know, which is, which is you know, a rough estimate, you're looking at about 500 crore rupees for 5,000 chargers. Mm-hmm. And I would be surprised if, you know, utilization of these chargers is even 5% now. So there's a lot of noise around public chargers, but Tata Power's real opportunity lies elsewhere in the near future. And that's actually charging for fleets. And by fleets, do you mean electric cabs? Yep, uh, it's provided uh, chargers uh, to to Lithium, which is uh, an electric cab fleet operator for uh, companies. And Tata Power has also installed around 160 charging points for uh, buses in cities like Bombay, Ahmedabad and Jaipur. So uh, the interesting thing about uh, fleet charging is that, uh, uh, you know, you install these chargers in response to demand. So you already know what the demand is. You know, a fleet operator comes to you and says, I have a thousand cabs and I need chargers for those cabs, right? So you know what your demand is. Uh, but public chargers are basically installed in anticipation of demand. So you don't quite know if there is going to be enough uh, vehicles coming to those charging stations. So, but you just, you know, install those chargers and wait. So which is why fleet charging as a segment is a lot more attractive than public charging stations. And there's another cab fleet operator that's on Tata's radar. And that's Blue Smart. In fact, Olena co-wrote a story with a new staff writer here at the Ken, Shruti Sonal. Shruti is based in Delhi and covers clean tech. The story they wrote is titled EV Rivals, Tata GOBP Supercharge Blue Smart's India Expansion Plans. So let's get into that story, right? BlueSmart is currently a cab fleet that operates in Gurugram only. Or, you know, if it was in Bangalore, I would have tried it out. But Olena, you took a BlueSmart cab, right? What was that like? Actually, I've taken a number of BlueSmart cabs since we decided to do the story and since we went Hmm. into researching it. And it's actually a very enjoyable experience, you know, on an average. I travel mostly travel with public transport or by Uber. So the cars are quite clean. The drivers are quite sort of on time and don't argue with you about destination and and timing. (laughs) Uh, The only thing I think is you have to book it 45 minutes in advance. So it's not an on-demand cab service. Yeah. Uh, But the drivers are quite prompt. There is no argument on location, as I said. And I spoke to the driver also, you know, it was a long 45 minute ride. So I decided to, you know, chat him up a bit. And what they told me was very interesting because they've also 
driven with Uber or Ola before, but they as employees felt like this was a better service to work for. And they, they're not exactly contractors with the service. They're, they're more like employees. They get sort of a fixed monthly salary. So mm. even for them, I think it was overall a more enjoyable experience. Right. And what was the what were the cars that you rode in, if you remember? So most of Blue Smart's fleet is either made up of older Mahindra EVs, which are actually not in production anymore, or Tata Tigors and, and versions of the Tata EV car. In fact, Blue Smart has also tied up with Tata Motors for the supply of about 3,000 to 5,000 new Tata EVs for their fleet. So Tata's foot is in the door or, I mean, well, they're pretty much all the way in there when it comes to the cars themselves. But when it comes to Blue Smart, there's another heavyweight involved in the whole equation. And that's a joint venture between Reliance Geo and British Petroleum. They're coming in with the chargers. So the uh, Geo and BP joint venture actually came on board with Blue Smart in September this year to set up EV charging infrastructure along the lines of charging hubs, which, which basically are these giant hubs with uh, multiple chargers and about 70 to 80 cars can get charged at once. Kind of like a petrol pump, but just for electric cars? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's larger than a petrol pump in the sense that, you know, you have about uh, 70 to 80 cars being, being charged at once. And those include both uh, fast chargers and slow chargers. So the interesting thing is that GOBP till now has mostly focused on setting up battery swapping facilities. But the tie-up with BlueSmart is their first entry into the charging space. Now, this is huge because, you know, the GOBP partnership has access to Reliance's huge, huge network of fuel stations and also BP's expertise in running the BP Pulse, which is, in fact, UK's largest EV charging network. So now that we have this in place, uh, we can add to this the third factor that exists with Blue Smart right now, which is the 13 million USD funding of BP Ventures, which in fact is its first funding in India. Now, BP Ventures again comes with a record of tying up with multiple cab fleet operators to set up charging infra, most notably with DD in China. So with these players in place, we have some fun developments to look out for on the front. Yeah, and it's really interesting how Blue Smart is the one who is at the center of these two giants who are pushing their weights to, you know, establish themselves in the EV space. And I'm wondering, what are the stakes here? What does it mean for Tata if GOBP continues down this path of making big moves? Right. So uh, with, with GOBP's network access and BP Ventures funding now, BlueSmart has turned out to be a key piece in the charging war between Geo and Tata. So mm. even though the BlueSmart tie-up with Tata right now is limited to just getting the Tata cars in the uh, BlueSmart fleet, there's no mention of charging as such because uh, most of what Tata operates are uh, public charging infrastructure network. Mm. So in their system, uh, their utilization rates have typically uh, remained low as of now. Yeah, I think Sita said it was just 5%, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's roughly around that. Mm. So on the other hand, it's interesting that, you know, GOBP is sort of taking a different approach with this. Uh, in the sense that their tie-up with BlueSmart gives them a better shot at utilization and also customization. Because, you know, at least you'll have the BlueSmart uh, 
cabs uh, going ahead and using their chargers mm. if if nobody else so in other words you know while tata has the huge advantage of having the entire group of companies sort of looking into this and while they had the lead in the charging race uh now it looks like gobp is really picking up the speed and blue smart is going to be a crucial piece of that uh interestingly just last week gobp also tied up with tata's uh ev rival mahindra mm. to f- further bolster their charging infra plans so What it seems like right now is that GOBP have come out with all guns blazing. And that's it for unofficial sources. Since we started this episode, it's like the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon for me because once I started looking into EVs and their chargers and charging stations, you know, that's all I've been noticing around the city of Bangalore. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And well, we'll see you next time. Next fortnight on unofficial sources by the Ken. Bye.